cleanliness, an act so esteemed that it is associated with godliness. Cleanliness elevates our senses and improves how we experience our environment. It protects us from the dangers and burden of diseases. Cleanliness is so undeniably fundamental. Too much cleanliness, though, can impede the body's immune system. Hello, listeners. I'm Ganyat, project manager by day, natural hair obsessed always. Thanks for tuning in to Unraveling the Knots, where I like to shed more light and help you shed less hairs. Today, I'm discussing the trend of co-washing hair. Why do we wash our hair? We wash our hair to ensure hair hygiene and health. I just wanted to quickly mention. So for today's episode, when I say hair, just know I'm referring to hair and scalp. So there are many things that accumulate or build up on our scalp and hair strands. Build up typically consists of products including butters, waxes, silicones, and heavy oils. Leaving dirt or debris, excess natural oil, and build up on the scalp and hair might sound harmless, but it can enhance our risk of unhealthy hair and scalp conditions. Although obvious, our scalp is actually skin covered with longer hair. Similar to the skin, if you don't wash your hair, expect conditions like breakouts and inflammation to populate and embrace your scalp. So washing our hair helps get rid of the unpleasant things that can interfere with the hair growth process. Over the years, I've been exposed to a few ways of cleansing hair. But then I know that how we wash hair today wasn't how people like, say, a thousand years ago used to wash their hair. So how has hair washing evolved over time? Well, way, way, way back in the day, water was the OG for cleansing or washing hair. I still believe water is like the OG element for washing and cleansing hair. Without water, whatever products you try to use to wash your hair won't do the washing. Other cleansers in pre-modern times include oils, plants and herbs local to regions. Um, People also used clays. And I'm sure you've heard of some of these, like Rosul, Bentonite, Kaolin clay to wash their hair. These are no new concepts, people. They've been done like ancient times ago. I was curious and I wanted to understand how my ancestors back in the day washed their hair. I decided to ask my mom to see if she had any information. For some context, I'm from the southwestern region of Nigeria which is mainly dominated by people that speak the Yoruba language. To my surprise, my mom didn't know any ancient practices for washing hair from the Yoruba culture. Growing up as a kid in the 1950s, 
She told me that they just use soap bars to wash their hair. I went on to do further research to learn about hair washing practices of the West African people before slavery and colonialism. I wanted to broaden the search, not just to focus on the Yoruba people in southwestern Nigeria, because I was, should I say I was somewhat nervous because I felt I was not going to find anything. Fortunately, and I say this excitingly, that I did find some information. Interestingly, I learned that African black soap, which is known as many other names, including Oshedudu, was created in West Africa and it has been used for centuries to wash hair and skin. I also went on to look at areas that are close to Western Africa. I found out that Ambunu leaves, which is found in Chad, and Chad is in the north central region of Africa, has actually been used to cleanse and detangle hair for centuries. So, thinking about today, we use shampoo a lot. And of course, shampoo at one point in time was a foreign concept. Interestingly, shampoos, as is, are actually relatively new and they became commercially available in the 20th century. But shampoos as naturally derived cleansing agents are documented to have existed in Southern Asia from the 1700s. So I've briefly shared how hair washing has evolved over time. Now I want to talk about using shampoos. What is in a conventional shampoo? And by shampoo, I'm referring to liquid shampoo. Shampoos are made of chemical compounds that foam, bind to dirt or build up, and remove them from hair with the help of water. I love the foaming effect that I get when I shampoo my hair. But does foaming actually relate to better cleansing or cleansing at all? Surprisingly, no. There's no correlation between the foaming of your shampoo products and its performance to help remove dirt from hair. Foaming is an aesthetically pleasing feature in the shampooing or hair washing process. It's like a visual effect. Even with the cleansing power and benefits of shampoo, it also has its drawbacks. Shampoos are what I'll call an oversabi, which means they do the most at times. Some shampoos can cause hair to feel drier because they not only get rid of dirt, debris, and build up, but they also strip the hair of its natural oils. The extraness of conventional shampoo gave rise to milder options for achieving care across all hair types. Within the hair care movement, there are numerous groups that advocate for using different ways or means to achieve cleaner and healthier hair. Some groups only embrace 
the shampoo or conventional product-free option, aka the no-poo crew. So they typically tend to use baking soda, apple cider vinegar, and natural ingredients like um, soap nuts that contain saponins to cleanse their hair. Others push for the use of milder or less harsh shampoo ingredients. I will call this group of people Team Sulfate Free. And lastly, we have the more recent groups that opt for other conventional products other than shampoo to cleanse hair. Team Co Wash. Now for the main menu for today's discussion. What is co-washing and how is co-wash different from your conventional shampoo? Co-washing or conditional only washing is the process of washing hair with only conditioners. Simply put, co-washing involves swapping shampoo for a cleansing conditioner or cream cleanser. So cleansing conditioners are not made with detergents found in shampoo, so they tend to be milder on the hair. Co-washing actually became a trend in the late 2000s, but the practice existed way before then. Like shampooing, co-washing is pretty straightforward. It involves applying a conditioner or cleansing conditioner to wet hair and scalp. And then you have to massage the conditioner into the scalp to remove dirt or build up and then rinse it thoroughly. The next step would be to apply the conditioner or cleansing conditioner to the ends of the hair strands. This usually just helps with detangling the strands. And then afterwards, rinse your hair thoroughly. Next, I want to highlight the benefits of co-washing. Due to the mildness of the ingredients found in co-wash products, co-washing process can help reduce breakage. Conditioning ingredients are great in making the hair surface or cuticles smoother. I like to refer to conditioners as the freeze slayers of hair. They are great in laying on the hair, making it feel silkier and smoother. Consequently, they help improve the combability or the manageability of hair. Using cleansing conditioners or cream conditioners reduce friction that can contribute to breaking the ends of hair strands. Additionally, for people with dryness-prone hair, like coily or curly hair types, co-washing also helps improve moisturization due to the presence of the conditioning ingredients and loads of emollients. So co-washing is great at increasing the feeling of hydration in hair. Now, moving on to the cons of co-washing. Of course, co-washing is not ideal for certain hair types. In particular, co-washing is not the best option if you have oily scalp or hair. So just think about it. Imagine if your scalp produces lots of oils, and in the case of someone with afro-textured hair, you apply products loaded with oils and conditioning agents to your hair strands because sebum can't travel down the hair strands. 
With the daily activities, your hair attracts dirt and debris. Then you consistently co-wash your hair with the accumulation of excess oils, dirt, and buildup. Leveraging co-washing in this case is not helpful. The hair and scalp will feel greasy and limp. One of the consequences of having a scalp being suffocated by dirt and grease is that it leads to different scalp conditions like inflammation, dandruff, and so on. Co-washing hair obviously comes with its benefits. Making a decision to co-wash versus shampoo hair depends on individual hair needs. I'm all for sticking to what works and not needing to fix something if it's not broken. Cleansing hair with shampoo works for certain people. But if you struggle with dryness from shampooing hair, it might be helpful to consider alternating between shampooing and co-washing. To conclude, whether you decide to shampoo wash, no poo wash, co-wash, just make sure you aspire for healthier hair and scalp. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Unraveling the Knots. Email me your questions about Afro texture hair using the email address utkinhair at gmail.com. Please be sure to rate my show on wherever you get your podcast and share this episode with someone who will benefit from it. Talk to you next time.